Happy Pride, everyone. I'm Diane Gallishaw, one of the ushers at Middle Church. You've seen me in the chat room coming down to greet you. Welcome to worship this Pride Sunday morning. I pray worship will bless you to be a blessing. Take a deep centering breath with me. And let's worship God, beginning with our opening hymn, What a Fellowship. family, this is Elder Darren Major coming to you from my sanctuary uptown. Um, excited to do the message for all ages with you. Uh, Jackie reached out and asked me would I do it. Uh, 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 easy, no brainer. That's that's a done and done. So th just 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 the sheer fact that before I knew myself, God knew me. God was there. God was present. So the other part that I noticed about this 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 piece of the Bible is this. It, it, it really is talking about nobody else other than you and God. Where it's saying that no matter where you find yourself, when you're going through a trial, God is that joy. When you're going through grieving, God is that comfort. When you're going through celebration, God is that trumpeteer. See, God is ever present in all of our lives. See, no matter what name you call God, even if you call it, call God by no name, God 
is there. God is. As you navigate this thing called life, I will be a co-star in your feature film of this thing called life. There's nothing you can do that can separate you from God. God is, God is like a good pair of spanks. God is with you. God holds you in. God gives you control. God gives you posture. God gives you comfort. God gives you momentum to move forward into this thing and live, love, and be exactly who God has designed you to be. Let us pray. Hey, God, it's us. We thank you for this moment, this time, this second, this nano second to just say thank you. Thank you for being the God who loves us. Thank you for being the God who sees us. Thank you for being you, God. In spite of what we do and how we say, you are always just so dope. God, we thank you. In all your many names we pray. Amen. Be blessed, y'all. everybody and happy pride to you i'm jackie lewis and if this is your very first time worshiping with us i am so glad you're here on this amazing sunday um, pride sunday at middle church is kind of like christmas except it's warm outside and of course this time of year this time of year where many of us really still sheltered in place i hope no matter where you are no matter what you're doing no matter where you're sheltered that you're feeling that god loves all the bodies and that god is love period I have on my favorite knit shirt. Which color one do you have on? Let me know. Let me know in the chat. If it's your very first time here, let us know where you're from and how you found us. We'd love to see that too. Let me tell you what's happening today. Not only do we have amazing music put together by our great music team, but we also have four homilies, four homilies by um, four people of our community who represent different perspectives around LGBTQIA plus communities. Um, Lee Hill is offering a homily, Edna Benitez, Ben Perry on our staff and also Dominic Jackson who we're claiming as our own. Thank you Dominic, we appreciate it. So you'll have that and then after worship at two o'clock Matthew Johnson Harris has curated an, a, a virtual digital pride dance party. So that's from two to three and I hope that you'll come. Next Sunday is July 5th and in honor of independence we have a really beautiful piece of music that our gospel choir has put together um, called I Am America. Worship will be an uh, outstanding uh, reflection on this moment in time. And then after that, at 3 o'clock, is a fashion show. You are just under the wire to get a little clip in if you want to be in the fashion show that's curated by Perrin Allen and Ivan Anderson. So if you're going to put a clip in for that, you need to send that today, uh, right now, as soon as you can, to Perrin so you can be included. I want to let you know also that we are going to have a rebroadcast of our amazing Juneteenth Now program uh, that was directed and produced by Charles Lana Flight, produced by Kaliswa Brewster, and um, just wonderfully edited and, and, and synced together by our own Jeff Berman. So many people uh, gave their voices 
to this uh, beautiful program. So I hope that you will come and, uh, and, 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 and participate in it again, like watch it again, be moved again, and sharing your networks. That'll be on July 2nd at uh, 7 o'clock. Okay, I'm ready for worship. Are you? Happy Pride! Thank you for coming. A reading from Beloved by Toni Morrison. In this here place we flesh, flesh that weeps, laughs, flesh that dances on bare feet in grass. Love it, love it hard. Yonder, they do not love your flesh, they despise it. They don't love your eyes, they just as soon pluck them out. No more do they love your skin, the skin on your back. Yonder, they flay it. And oh, my people, they do not love your hands. Those they only use, tie, bind, chop off, and leave empty. Love your hands. Love them. Raise them up. Kiss them. Touch them. Pat them together. Stroke them. Stroke your face. Because they don't love that either. You got to love it. You, and no, they ain't in love with your mouth. Yonder, out there, they will see it broken and break it again. What you say out of it, they will not heed. What you scream from it, they will not hear. What you put into it for nourish your body, they will snatch away and give you leavens instead. No, they don't love your mouth. You got to love it. This is flesh I'm talking about here. Flesh that needs to be loved. Feet that need to rest and to dance. Backs that need support. Shoulders that need strong arms. I'm telling you. And oh, my people out yonder, hear me. They do not love your neck unloosed and straight. So love your neck. Put a hand on it. Grace it. Stroke it. Hold it up, and all your inside parts that they just as soon make slop of for hogs. You got to love them. The dark, dark liver, love it. Love it, and the beat, the beating heart, love that too. More than eyes or feet, more than lungs that have yet to draw free air more than your life-holding womb and your life-giving private parts, hear me now. Love your heart. It is the prize. The Hebrew word for peace is Salam. In Arabic, it's Salam. It doesn't just mean the absence of war. It means the presence of well-being, wholeness, spiritual, mental, and physical health. On this Pride Sunday, from our family to yours. May peace be with you. Now and always.
Today's scripture reading is from the book of Psalms, Psalm 139, the inescapable God. O Lord, you have searched me and known me, and know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light around me become night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day, for darkness is as light to you. For it was you who formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works that I know very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes beheld my unformed substance. In your book were written all the days that were formed for me when none of them as yet existed. How weighty to me are your thoughts, O oh God! How vast is the sum of them! I try to count them. They are more than the sand. I come to the end I am still with you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I lost myself for 28 years. 28 years of lies and dissembling, of fearfully covering up the beautiful truth about how God created me. I can't get those years back however desperately I wish, but what I can do is use my voice now to help build a world where no one feels they need to hide themselves or make themselves smaller to appease bigotry. We read in the psalm this morning, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. This psalm is a reminder that our loving urges are not hidden from the Lord, indeed, they are the one who placed them there. When I think back, I can see God's hand leading me out of secrecy and hiding towards the fullness of who God created me to be. It's decidedly strange, though, growing up and knowing something unquestionably true about yourself, deep in your bones, only to be told that it's a lie. I never had some cataclysmic shift in sexual self-awareness because from the time that I knew I was attracted to anyone, I knew that that desire did not correlate with gender. 
What I possess instead is a series of memories when I learned how other people regarded who I am with derision. It's funny though, what feels so fraught and confusing in the moment can, in hindsight, seem so clear. So many times I wished I could simply extinguish the parts of myself that rubbed with friction on our world. But what I see now is God using the way I was created to show me parts of our world that need to change. So at this point, I am so glad to no longer mourn the ways that I am in the psalmist's words fearfully and wonderfully made. But what I regret instead are all the ways that I tried to hide that truth for so long. I was so scared when I started dating men, so afraid of what the world would say that I hurt people I cared about. In truth, it's pretty hard to date when you're terrified of being seen in public with the object of your affection. How much more love could I have shared with others if I had simply had the courage to be myself without apology? When I left college and started seminary, I had begun to expel the fears that others had placed in my heart. I stood on the precipice of coming out, of finally stepping into the fullness of my humanity when something unexpected happened. I met my wife, and I fell head over heels in love. But as we started dating, all of a sudden, my heart found new fears that inhibited my coming out. What if I'm not queer enough? I'm in a straight-passing relationship. I enjoy the privilege of being seen by the world as heterosexual. Do I truly belong in the queer community? And in the darkest recesses of my heart, wouldn't it be easier if I just let the world see me as straight? I wish I had been courageous enough to set these fears aside, but I didn't. Instead, I sat in the closet for another six years. I'm so sad for all the things I missed. The opportunity to march in pride, proud of who I was our seminary's queer commissioning service, and the chance to be fully authentic with the people I love. But then the United Methodist Church made its decision to more deeply entrench their homophobia, and I decided to put together a photojournalism project called Queer Faith, which premiered here at Middle, highlighting LGBTQ religious leaders at Union Theological Seminary, where I was working. And I watched as one after another seminarians stepped forward, some of whom were in the Methodist ordination process, to declare unabashedly, I am queer and I am beautiful. In that moment, I knew deep in my bones that I could not stay silent anymore. I couldn't watch from the sidelines as people with so much to lose spoke truth to power. So I came out. Instantly, I felt the burden I carried lift from my shoulders. It was a visceral, emotional reminder of the truth the psalmist declares. God knows our innermost parts because it was that sacred love that knit them together in the first place. And when we are able to be fully and authentically ourselves, embracing the fullness of our humanity and not just those parts that fit a badly warped cultural narrative, we experience the joy and the pleasure that God desires for each and every one of us. So I'm here to tell you this morning that God does not make mistakes. You are beautiful, sacred, and holy exactly as God made you. If you're gay, 
rejoice in your gayness. If you're a lesbian, then that is the sexuality that God has willed for you. If your gender identity does not conform to the expectations of a bigoted world, then listen to that voice of God telling you that this is the world's problem. It is not yours. There is so much sadness and shame wrapped up in our sexual lives, and it's time to reject that shame for the sin that it has always been. When we embrace and celebrate the fullness of who we are, we open a door for others to walk through, hopefully without the baggage that so many of us have been forced to carry. God's eyes saw our unformed bodies and created them to know life, to know joy, to know pleasure. God created us to love. So let's go build a world where each of us can stand in the fullness of God's dream. Happy Pride. I'm Edna Benitez and I'm a Latinx queer woman using the pronouns she and her. Thank you, Jackie, for allowing me this time and this platform to tell my story. Yes, we're living in uncertain times and I'm constantly grappling with all the dualities in my life. A big part of me just revel in this hot mess, as Jackie would say. I'm energized and expectant because there are glimpses of positive change. Rules that favor brutal law enforcement are being repealed, and many leaders are now vowing to revive their policy. God knows, we have a long way to go. And the cost of so many black and brown lives lost has been unbearable. We recently had two major civil rights ruling. DACA, Gold Dreamers, and Workplace Protection for the Queer Community. But I'm afraid Trump has already removed health care benefits for the LGBTQ. Now providers can refuse treatment and testing in the midst of COVID. I've enjoyed this concentrated time with my wife during lockdown. It's been over 25 years and she still makes me smile. But the pandemic has forced us, as likely many of you, to look beyond the narrowness of our day and respond to a broken and unjust system. The knee on Mr. Floyd's neck was something we just could not look away from. Finally, some sort of conversion is happening. Whatever you choose to do or choose not to do does affect us all. And it's okay to be uncomfortable because that's when change happens. Because we live in a system formulated by the Constitution that benefits the straight white men. It, does not, it was not made for people of color, the queer community, women, or people with disabilities. The existence of, in, of the inequality in education, healthcare, housing is undeniable. If you're black or brown, you matter even less, especially if you are trans. Duality also exists in my own family. 
I'm aware that my fair complexion has gotten me much further than my dad's darker hue and fabulous accents took him. I remember as a youngster, my siblings and I shaking our heads in disbelief at how the government inconsistently defined my father's race. There were no category for, for our glorious mix of indigenous African and colonial roots. But we knew who we were and we embraced all of these cultures. I would never identify as white. That would negate my dad and all of my life experiences. I also grapple with the messages of words. The normative idea can change with the use of a different word. How about striving for equality instead of diversity? How about listening instead of hearing? And what fires me up this day is that when the privileged use the word minority, when describing a group of people, because it already implies that you are lesser than. This time last year, I was having brunch with a group of friends celebrating 50th anniversary of Stonewall. Marches, parade pad spires, and I was really enjoying being a spectator. But here I am again, marching, protesting, with inspiring groups of young people. I am so proud of them. They know that uniting despite their differences, black, white, queer, straight, and everything in between with a common cause of justice can affect change. And they're not willing to wait. So my friends, I am naturally a pessimist, but right now, as you have heard, I feel a little bit optimist. Uh, just a bit of optimism sneaking up on me because this moment feels like a movement and this movement is accelerating. I invite all my people and especially my white friends to take this terrifying and exhilarating ride until everyone is truly welcome in God's house and in God's name. Felicidades. I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right. Well, Psalm 139, verse 14. What does that say to us? What does that tell us? As I examine this verse, I find strength in it. I am wonderfully made, marvelous. That tells me that at no point in time should I ever doubt myself. This verse didn't talk about or specify with pronouns or names. It spoke generally to all of us. Wonderfully made, marvelous. We have to realize that our creator thinks the world of each of us. And despite what anyone else thinks, we have to remember that we are marvelous. We ourselves have to look into ourselves and remember that 
read that verse and continue to go through it and really absorb it and feel what it really means. When you walk out into the street and you face oppression, whether it's from a boss or from the police or from anyone else, no matter what anyone else tells you, you have to remember, marvelous and wonderful. Many times we forget that. In the midst of everything that is occurring right now in the world, I sit back and I watch and I become fearful. I'm not scared. Because God didn't give me that gift of to fear to anyone else but him. To be scared of anyone else but him. But fearful? Yes, I am. Fearful because others don't realize that I am human too, that we are human too. Why? Because they have some belief that we are created from something else. Because the God they think they serve could not have created human beings like us. This is all man-based, all man-based, all prejudice and hatred all being coupled up into one little bowl and then turned out here and making us and telling and being fed to us and making us feel like we aren't worthy, that we don't belong. But right here in that scripture, it tells us we're marvelous and wonderful. Some mornings I wake up and I look outside and I feel like I have imposter syndrome because I'm not supposed to be where I am. But who said that? It was the naysayers and the people that don't look for my benefit that would say things like that. Because God created this. God created me, knew my struggle, and knew that I would be able to handle it. Or was that the test? Can you handle it? Can you make it through and still maintain your integrity and, and your love for yourself? We have to believe. I had to believe, yes, I am beautiful. And beauty is not an aesthetic. Beauty is knowing that your love for other human beings is paramount. Knowing that your respect for other human beings is what really gets to your soul. When you sleep at night, Who do you look to? Huh? You look to God for him to guide you, but we don't listen to his word. We go to bed at times thinking, I'm not worthy. I have no value. Oh God, another day. And then we wake up and we go to social media and we say, thank God for another day. But do you mean it? Or do you get up and you say, thank God for another day, oh crap. I gotta go live this all over again. No, I get up. And every day that I say that I'm thankful for, yes, I know may be filled with trials and tribulations. Yes, I know things may not go right. But what I do know is that because I am wonderfully made and that I am marvelous, I will make it through. I will not allow myself to suffer to feel shame for my truth, because I'm wonderful. And each of you 
every one of you out there needs to realize. Look into your mirror and know and believe in the scriptures that you read. Do not and never, ever, ever let anyone else make you feel that they have the power to tell you what God thinks of you. Because in Psalm 139, verse 14, it tells us we're all wonderful. We're all marvelous. So stand strong. For my trans brothers and sisters, we are in the midst of a war and we're handling it very well so far. But we must remember to look to our allies, to those we trust, to support and to help us in this time. And to those of you that are not trans, just remember that you cannot feel anyone else's pain unless you have lived it. So when someone tells you their pain, don't try to question it. Try to help them, try to support them because we are wonderfully made and we are marvelous. And we will succeed together. Thank you. Happy Pride. Hey, it feels so good to share with you today. This feels so right. Um, but I'd be lying if I said the vulnerability of this moment, me talking to you about me and pride and God doesn't feel scary because it actually does. I mean, it's just me staring and talking at my computer here about to bear my soul, at least some of it, and I can't even see you. I can't rely on seeing my fabulous brothers of queer black men in the middle in the audience right now. I can't rely on their eye contact or their brother nods as a North Star to signal to me that it's okay, that I'm okay, and we're gonna be okay. I'm in this room alone and I can't see you. But it's interesting because I know that you're there. And you're not just there, but in this church, you actually see me. I feel like the psalmist came to a similar conclusion in this text, Psalm 139, in processing his relationship with God. He reports that breaking news God's presence is both vertical and horizontal, both up there and here among us, and even down there. Even when we can't physically see God, God sees and knows us. That's really something interesting to meditate on. So I was born and raised in a faith tradition that I'll always give credit to for introducing me to Jesus. But it always felt like a small, tiny Jesus, an infant and immature and stunted even version of God that just couldn't fully process or see me and know me. For that version of God, my sexuality is a defect 
a diversion from what ought to have been a beautiful and normal plan for my life. A version of God that still causes my family to be sad that I turned out, turned out to be queer. <laughs> like fried chicken that looked amazing, but was undercooked and had salmonella. Disappointment. And let's just say that they're still praying. Internalized homophobia is how I talk about it with my therapist. As she continues to help me get free. Um, and I thank God for freedom. This psalm reminds me of two important things that I feel it's important to say. One, God created me full stop, period. Two, truth is, I have always been fully seen and accepted and known by God. And yes, that makes me smile. Even when that doesn't feel true with my parents and my siblings, or with the white people at work, or by the police, but also even when I, I struggle to accept me, it's good to know that I'm seen and accepted and known by God. And I've gotta say, it's so good to be reminded by this passage that God seeing and knowing is actually inescapable. God is there on the best days, there in depressing, deprecating and uncertain moments when the weight of the world feels pressed deep into my neck and when my breath feels fleeting. It's good to know that God is there. God is here. And it's that version of God that makes me feel whole, known, and proud. Finally, Hey, I'm Brett. And I'm Steven. And we're the, the Broadway, Broadway Husbands. Husbands. <laughs> we found Middle Church. Because we live really close to it in the East Village. And we always see the crowds pouring out with happy faces. And they look so joyous. And all we hear is great things about the church. So we finally took the leap and went in. And we were not disappointed. Um, from the moment that we stepped in the church, we felt welcomed and we felt like we had found a place where we could connect with our community and with God. And what's really amazing, we, of course we have friends, we both work uh, in the theater in New York on Broadway, and we have friends who have sung and continue to sing within the church. The music has always been a huge draw to continue to come back to Middle Church, but also Reverend Jackie and the church's message of social justice has helped us feel like there's a place for us in the world and it involves God and involves spirituality and with pride being this week we want to encourage you to join the movement by donating and helping support Middle Church right now we don't have jobs because theater shut down and we were able to join virtually and um, we continue to learn and grow spiritually and we continue to hear what's going on with our brothers and sisters and where we can be better and what we can do to continue to help, whether it's on a really small personal level or on a, on a much bigger level. Um, they're always uh, keeping us updated and lifting our spirits and keeping us, keeping our hearts open to God and to light. There's a place where we belong in this world and Middle Church reminds us that every week that we belong and we can work together to make this world a better place. And as we think about 
building a family and building a future together, we that's the kind of world that we want to raise our child in. It's the kind of world that Reverend Jackie and everyone at Middle Church has created. So if that's the world you want, we encourage you to join, join the, the movement, movement and donate.
Wasn't that beautiful? Thank you, everyone, for making worship so special today. I praise you because I am awesomely and wonderfully made. This is what David says to God about God. Everywhere I go, you can see me and find me. There's nothing I'm thinking, nothing I'm saying that you don't know about already. You made me just exactly as I am. So, you, whoever you are, wherever you are, however you love, as long as you love, God lives inside you. You are amazing. Amazing. Feel blessed by the Holy to be yourself and to do love in the world. Amen. If you are not able to march today, this is your chance to give a shout out. All right, middle, let's see what you got. 